There are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back to another edition of the 12.15 Club, a very special edition as we're back together in the studio. Yay! Yay, we're all sitting together in the podcast studio. We're not doing it over Zoom anymore. Yay! Yay. (laughs) As always, I am joined by Eric the Big German, who's sitting directly to my left. Next to him is Dylan, the graphics guy. And then across from us is Marvin the Prince, who's rolling his eyes. He is not having any of this. He is not having this. And as you're probably hearing in the background, it's Todd Fritz who's joining us today. It's like my fourth time on the show. I'm very excited. This is. And, my I mean, friend, and no mask. And I'm like, I'm not drooling and like, you know, <laughs> snot and like I'm breathing into the, the whole. It's like, this is good. We're all back together. The whole. The whole COVID thing. It was very uncomfortable. I'm not good with the mask. It feels very suffocating. Were you drooling into mask? A little bit. Like, I, there's something, because I have, like, sleep apnea, and they want me to wear one of those CPAP machines, so that mask reminds me of that, how it's, like, suffocating me. I'd rather not be able to breathe than have that thing on me. So I'm glad the world is moving forward in a more normalcy-type direction. Yeah, that's why we were all back together in the studio. Todd, we wanted to bring you in for one specific reason. I don't think we've hit this. We've talked about a lot of things with you, and I don't think we've gotten to I'm confused. <laughs> I've just been informed that... Anytime I want to speak, I have to raise my hand for Yes, that's and because... Is that there's some kind of technical yes. glitch here? Yes. And if two people talk at the same time, like something with the sound waves or just something Yes. Something bad happens? And you know, you want to hear a fun fact? Like destructive interference. You're the reason we discovered this, because the first time we ever had you on, uh, you were talking over a question, and it sounded really hollow, and we heard, we heard back um, from the, the higher-ups. Really? Yes, and we were told that... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get used to that. People talk on top of each other. That's like real life, though. You, but then it sounds so staged. It sounds like some kind of sketch. You talk, then I talk, and you, it sounds like a scripted, uh, like, bad sitcom. You, you do it all the time. You you work three I, hours on a extremely popular show, exact, Sports Radio. Exactly. This is my chance to not have to do that. After three hours, of like, Mr. Patrick, like I'm in second grade. Can I say something? And half the time, he doesn't call me. And the other half, by the time he does call me, the moment is gone. That comedic timing of whatever little comedic material that I have. I have to say something sometimes at that moment, or it's gone. And he won't call me. He'll call everybody else fifty times. So are you are you saying that are you saying that a lot of your jokes are not um, reacted to properly because of comedic timing? Absolutely. I think a lot of it wow. is timing. And by the time he gets to me, if he gets to me at all, it's the moment passed, and it's not funny. If you're referring back to something that happened like eleven minutes ago, what's funny about that? What about? What about your limericks? Because uh, those don't really seem to be too funny. Is he not picking on you at the right time? What's happening there? The limericks are meant to be more clever. I guess I could, could insert some more humor to it, but it's not meant to insult. It's not meant to be mean. Who wouldn't want a joke to be uh, funny? There we go. <laughs> this all goes. Does, have, does the the audience get that when people say that about the who wouldn't want to? They're they so. They're do they know the Landon Donovan story. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think we even. I'll really say it know. real, real quick. I think I just. Told okay, the yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Actually, there was. Uh, you were going to go to. He invited you to go to a soccer game in Hartford. But not just that. It was his supposed to be his last game. But then he yeah. unretired and played another one. That meant the ticket that I was saving that I thought was going to be worth six dollars and twenty six cents on eBay is now useless because he played like at least one more. But it was like literally right in my backyard. It was like a seven minute drive from my house. So I said, yeah. He put me on the spot. I don't really like soccer, but I'm like, who wouldn't want to go to see Lenny out of his last game five minutes from my house? So that's where that comes from. Anyway, I digress. 
Todd, how do you feel about this like new incentive-based limerick system that the guys set up? So they told you this week that you can only do as many limericks as guests you get. And then today, before the show, only, like five minutes before the show, there was zero guests. Are you feeling pressure? Are you preparing limericks in the moment? Are you doing them beforehand knowing that you're going to get guests? How does that go? I appreciate you saying pressure because I feel a lot of pressure. I feel like I'm not doing my job or my primary job. When I come to work, if I don't have like two or three guests, good timely guests, I feel like I screwed up. Even if it's not my fault and I've reached out to 70 people and I reached out to everyone we wanted to invite plus a bunch of other ideas that I had. But what I don't appreciate and I don't think I, you know, because I'm passive aggressive, I should have just said it. It was like I got no ideas from anybody else. It was just reacting either yay or nay to my ideas. I think Paulie threw out, what about Michael Phelps, which isn't really timely for necessarily today's show, but I don't want to get into that. If, if I would have pitched Michael Phelps, I would have heard God knows what. But besides that, I didn't really get it. And then all of a sudden, Andrew came up with a bunch of ideas for Philadelphia-related guests at like 8-12, which, you know, thankfully it's on the East Coast. It's not a time zone thing. But if I'm sitting around stressed out, going running to the bathroom 50 times because I have you know, a gastrointestinal disease and stress over no guests being booked yet, all night long, I'm worrying about that I don't have any guests for the next day. I wouldn't mind a couple of guest ideas I can work on the night before. Then we can promote the guest. I have time to prep the guest and all kinds of cool things instead of 40 minutes before show to, hey, how about A, B, or C for the show? Which could have been brought up to me like 6, 7, 8 p.m. the night before when I'd actually have appropriate time to track down some of these people, whatever. You sound very... You sound very frustrated. You seem like you have to, a lot to get off your chest regarding this guest situation. Yeah, I get frustrated. Is it really stemming? Is it really stemming off this limerick stuff, or this stuff that you've been feeling for a little bit now? Uh, the limerick is just a, just you know an added you know extra thing. I, by the way, I didn't really answer your question. I don't appreciate putting limits on like per guest. You get to write two lines of your limerick if you have one guest, but if it's a beat writer or a columnist, you get to do a half a limerick. If it's a big name guest that makes news, then you get to do two lines. That's you know I don't. I don't play incentive that. based yeah I don't like yeah that's the word you used that word before yes, that's I a did. good word that's exactly you know I like to say it the very long annoying way you got right to the point I don't like incentive based poetry yes so you've been your your sports names at this point have been banned it seems it seems like your um your holiday names your mock headlines doesn't really seem like they're going to get any much more traction the limericks seem like they're on a roll Dan seems to like them do you have a preference in doing one of those three? I like all of it. My problem is that I'm not getting the support of my fellow Danettes. Dan says, yeah, I like your limericks, but he doesn't really sell it. He you know, says little cute things like, you know, I'll tease it and basically encourage everyone to shut their radios and TVs like, you know, and, and basically kind of crapping on it in a fun way. And I can, you know, I could laugh at myself and all that, which I have to do pretty much every day. But this one's rolling his eyes and this one's like, oh, another limerick. Oh, mock headlines. That's so lame. And Ryan in, in Honolulu, God bless him. He could say anything, and it's the greatest thing they ever heard. And it's just very, very weak. And I get a lot of social media backlash from people that look to see the reaction of the room to decide if they like what I'm doing or not. And that's weak. Weak sauce. To your point, they have been giving you a lot of fleck or you know pushback on these things. Dan, at why, why, why isn't there more support? <clears throat> and then people call it, I love the show, the camaraderie. You guys are probably best friends and hang out together all the time after the show. I bet you just always like go to each other's events and can't wait to just see each other on the weekend and stuff. Just You guys are the greatest. You guys just must always want to hang out with each other. Whatever. Maybe to your point, we pulled some sound from this week, so we're going to take a second look back at this. Do you really like these limericks? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> every, every, this is what you don't hear. You, wait, you'll laugh at them, Dan, and then you hear in the background McLovin go, he doesn't, he doesn't really like these, does he? You just hear <laughs> like an aside. And be, I, I appreciate the effort put in by Todd. 
let's put it this way. Would you rather have mock headlines? Oh, good point. Okay. Would you rather have sports-related names that are attached to holidays? Not in a good way to so, make fun of. So let's enjoy the limericks. How about stung by a bee or, or limericks? Which would you rather have? Yes, yeah, Seton. What if uh, instead of going all in on one until it's just squeezed, the life from it is just drained from all of us, really? What if he mixed it up between all of those things? Like, what if once in a while he did like, hey, I have sports-related names, and then the next time it was like, oh, I got mock headlines. And no, 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 that, no. Like, hey, guess what? I wrote a limerick. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm going to my grave. I'm falling on the sword with limerick. You're clearly stewing while we're li- listening back to this um, audio. And, and, and I enjoy having you in person because I can see your reaction to this in the moment. Which one of those comments bother you most? Or which one of the Danettes are you are least supportive? I'm agitated, and I used to think Seton had my back, and he does, you know, that great fake laugh, and he used to. There was a time when he'd be supportive to balance out the other part of the front row. We don't have to name names. And and everything, like, okay, one's giving me a hard time all the time, the other one has my back, and then I can, the two of them together, it's just kind of neutralized, and it's, it's like the front row doesn't exist, basically. They cancel each other out. But Seton's just, I've seen a, an ugly side to him. I think it's be, probably because he spends so much time next to, uh, to Paulie, it's rubbed off on him, and not in a positive way, and he's just kind of ripping me and and social he's egging on social media whether he realized it or not to not like what is supposed to be something fun and creative and unique to our show and to bring some kind of extra quality and personality to what i do besides the guest booking and and whatever else i do around here eric so todd please don't hate me forever for this but i'm on the record on this podcast this esteemed podcast I just don't know what we accomplished like the good thing about the mock headlines and the good thing about the repeating the the sports names holiday names or whatever is that there was like you could riff off of it but i feel like at least up until this point we haven't been able i, I haven't noticed any riffing like there's like there's a lane and todd does 30 seconds of his limerick and then and i don't know if it's because of what the limerick contains or if it's because the guys are complete are on purpose setting you up for like no reaction but for me personally i'm like okay like it's like Someone said, "Hey, the sky is blue today." Okay, and, and I'm and in no way am I trying to like play a role or to Josh or anything. But like, what is your goal when you write a limerick? Like, what are you trying to do? But the sky is blue is not poetry. That's just so you're basically saying the limerick as creators. I think it is at times, and they're not all great. They're not all award winners. Maybe and they're none of them are. As a matter of fact, but I like to look at it as like a pretty painting. It's like. It doesn't need to be there. It doesn't need to be in that spot on the wall. It doesn't need to exist. No one had to paint that. The world would go on whether someone painted it and whether you put it in a frame and whether you bought it and hung it up or not, whether it's in a museum or in the garbage. It doesn't matter whether someone buys it or not. To me, it's like if you want to hear it or look at it, it's there for you to uh, hopefully enjoy and then you go about your business. It's not supposed to like stop the world or shock anything. I think it's somewhere between something more than uh, I'm going to have a glass of water and something less than some kind of award-winning thing where I'm going to get some kind of, the president's going to call me to Capitol Hill to accept some kind of thing. You just compared it to a pretty painting, which I find a bit odd. Because, um, you know, people spend a lot of time on pretty paintings and, you know, there's a lot of effort that goes into it. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're not, but I am wondering how much effort do you put into these limericks? Like, are you preparing these the day of? Are you staying up at night preparing these? What's the process in preparing a world-famous Todd Fritz limerick? 
I'm proud to say that I can bang those out pretty quickly, but I don't think you go by the quantity of time because everyone has different levels of poetic skills or everyone does things differently. Everyone has different abilities. I'm able to, even though the rhymes don't necessarily always fit, I, I can come up with certain things fairly quickly and I'm proud of myself for that. And I'll pat myself on the back that I can, you know, come up with, I think, something clever fairly quickly. Another person might, might take them a half hour, a couple hours to write. That's the same five lines that I wrote during a commercial break when all of a sudden Dan said, do you have a limerick? Ryan from Honolulu has one. Do you have one on the pistons beating whatever, the gas, whatever? So I'm like, so I, I like that I can churn out what I consider at least something remotely creative in a very short period of time. But what the limerick, why it exists and what I hope to get out of it or what the, I want the audience to get out of it, I don't really have a good answer for that. You brought up Ryan in Honolulu. Simply, is he pissing you off at this point? Not pissing me off, and he's always concerned that he pissed me off because he'll send me little Facebook Messenger notes, which I usually just use Facebook Messenger to hit on hot older teachers that I used to have, or like uh, like old girlfriends, and hopefully my wife's not listening and flirting with girls that I used to think were hot in high school. And now it's also Ryan's form to say, you know, everything is cool, right? You're not mad at me or anything that I'm doing limericks too, right? We should do a limerick together, and that's fine. But I know my Facebook Messenger is strictly for my own erotic needs and. And Ryan ruins it sometimes. Todd, you messaged me once on Facebook <laughs> Messenger, which I'm... But I didn't write anything inappropriate. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't anything for inappropriate. I, mean, I wish you, like, happy birthday or something. No, right. it wasn't happy birthday. I, I mean, I just want... I'm very curious Was it work-related? It wasn't work-related. It was... Was it dirty? It was, uh, no, no, it wasn't dirty. Oh, it wasn't yeah. Yo, bud, can't but, but sleep. It, How you living? <laughs> That's a little questionable, but I, no, you know why? Because it was like two o'clock in the morning, and I saw your name when I was scrolling through the names. But sometimes it says active now, or whatever, and that person not up. They just didn't shut off their Facebook, and they could be asleep, and it gives the appearance that they're just up all night, hanging out, waiting for me to to communicate with them. And and and, and you know, and also, I didn't realize that till recently because I'm like, well, I don't know why Stacy's not responding to me. It's the three o'clock in the morning, and I'm not getting anything. It says active now, and I know she must have seen it. I saw a little circle, a check mark, or to me. It looked like she read it, and she's either blowing me off or she's not really up at all. It's just she didn't shut off the Facebook thing, which makes it look like she's got it on or she's paying. She's up on that. I don't know. Eric, you're a producer, credited producer on the show, right? So, from a producer's perspective, anytime there's a segment or a bit or a sketch, there's a payoff, right? So that's what I was trying to get to. It's like, what's the payoff for the limericks? And maybe the answer is, well, now we have guests, you know, we have people calling in. I tried to get Frank Isola to write one for you today, <laughs> but he, he, he couldn't come up with one fast enough. But, um, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not trying to be mean and I'm not trying to be funny or anything. I'm just like, as a credited producer on the show, like, what's the bit? What's the payoff? It's a fair question. I did overhear you saying, which you probably don't even, you know that I try to listen when I can. I'm not that busy sitting at my desk, but, and I, you're checking in the guest for the Zoom, and Mr. Eric Jones refers to it. Uh, just, I just need you to be patient another minute or two because Fritzy does this silly, and I, I think I'm quoting it probably. <laughs> not clever, not creative, not interesting. I think you'll have some fun with it. You know, really listen to this. You know, pay attention. Don't walk away and get a drink. It's going to be a few minutes, but you got to check this out. Fritzy writes these limericks off of the, you know what happens in the world of sports the night before, and it's pretty fun. So just have fun with that, and then Dan will bring you in. He, he dismissed like the rest of them do on the on the on both sides of the glass. He, he does this silly poem thing, this limerick thing. I don't know if you know what a limerick is. It First, second, and fifth lines rhyme. The third and fourth rhyme. Separate. Anyway, hang out. We'll get to you as soon as we can. But we've got to get rid of the silly, fritzy thing that he does. And Dan humors him and lets him read. But then we'll, we're going to get to what really matters, the interview between you and Dan. Stand by. Bill? So you expected him to say all of that to Frank Isola? 
I'm still not answering Eric's question, which is it doesn't really serve a purpose. It's my way of showing off my poetic skills, and it doesn't take us anywhere. It probably puts us into left field somewhere. And I read that limerick, and then it's kind of dead air, and Dan says, that's cute. Or anyway, or Patrick rolls his, Seton rolls his eyes, and then the people on Twitter are like, yeah, this sucks. Let's put some gifs or gifts together of people rolling their eyes or hating something, or a baby eating like pea soup and making an ugly face like, oh, he's limerick. To, I mean, to Dan's credit, which ultimately we only care about what Dan thinks, right? And, and he's at least he's saying he likes them. The other ones he didn't. He hated mock headlines. He hated sports holiday names. I like doing the the sports names for the holidays. I like doing the mock headlines, and they seem to be going by the wayside now. And I'm a upset about that because as much as I enjoy doing the limericks. Uh, I don't want that to be in lieu of being able to do mock headlines once in a while or sports names for a holiday, whether it's Arbor Day or Valentine's Day, whatever. And it's some of the same names. And I'm stuck in the 80s and we all make the joke. I still live in 1979 or whatever. I can I can own that. But a lot of the sports names, I can't help it if sports names for certain holidays are players that played in 1973 or 81. You know, that's just what it is. I got to find the names, not worry about what genre, what era the uh, player is in, if people have heard of it from our young demographic or whatever. There, there's one thing that I guess the audience or side of the audience that doesn't see with, with you, and we love you, the backroom guy speaking here. Um, but you are you can be a bit passive aggressive sometimes, as we brought up a little earlier. I know you're going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, like I know you're Marvin. You probably deal with this sometimes. I know you're. You know print, I do. <laughs> I know you're going to print this out tomorrow morning. Why is that? Do I do I say it like that? I know you will. Yes, you yes. do. Every day. Do I say it like that? Yeah, you do. That, maybe, I, and I hope that doesn't upset you. Better about that. It could be But no, I'll use phrases like "friendly reminder" or just want to there make sure. Do I not use those? Todd, we love you, and we're just trying to make you better. I want to be better. Is that off-putting? I, I would hate for <laughs> I, I would hate for my fellow coworkers to think that I'm a some kind of jerk or I'm not using the right terminology or or anything negative because I I care about people's feelings and sometimes it's my own insecurity or I'm worried and I'm nervous and I'm up and I want to make sure everything is done properly and I'll re-remind or I'll I'll just want to make sure because ultimately we all know I'm the when they get to the bleep for it if something's not there whether the sheet's not there or where's the article that was supposed to be printed and I'm not one to throw anybody under the bus so I just take the heat and go yeah I should have given that to you even if it was assigned to someone else so I'm, I, I understand what you're saying but you got to understand my side too because I they love going after me when something doesn't go right fair Eric so like for instance today i walk in and marvin was like he was struggling i could see it on his face he was stressed out and i'm like oh like is everything okay and his task that was bothering him was that you kept asking him when he was going to print articles todd you have a printer within a foot of where you sit why can't you print the articles I think I was probably in the middle of doing something. But don't you think he was in the middle of doing something? He probably was. And I I need to be more aware of, of what is on everyone else's plate. And, you know, I can be better at that. I get caught up in my own little world and, oh, my God, we have no guests and I'm going to hear crap to that. And, you know, the show's starting and now they're throwing me 15 other guest ideas. And you're like, and then I'm again, I forgot to click on the Zoom thing because I'm chasing guests two minutes before the show. And I'm trying to, you know, do some delegating of some things so things get done and and it ends up being a passive aggressive pain in the ass thing on my end i do think and i want marvin to speak to this but i do think that in general there's from the front room to the back room there's an opinion or an appearance that when we come out to say hi that that's our general like that we're that laissez-faire all day that like we're not sitting here also 
spinning our wheels and trying to figure out, well, I don't know what they're going to talk about. Who knows? And so, like, I think sometimes like, oh, well, there's a bunch of guys sitting around in the back doing nothing. And so they can print all the stories. And I mean, certainly we could, you know, like, it's not as though it's not possible. But I just I was just curious. And Marvin, I, I know you can speak to this a little bit more about some of like the tasks that come along. But like, you know, ultimately, like, we are all doing stuff like I'm the director, I'm the line producer, I'm the technical director, I do tape, I do graphics. Like I do, I'm in the AD as well. Like, and even though I'm just sitting there, yeah. Dylan builds a lot of the graphics, but like there's a million things going on in my head. And so it's like, Oh, can you print out this story? Like, sure. But we specifically, when we designed this building, we put a printer between each row so that you guys wouldn't have to s- stand up in order to get something off a printer. I'd like to think that I am, and maybe I need to, again, do better. I think I'm pretty sensitive to what everyone's doing, and I'm well aware that everyone's busy and has plenty of stuff to do. And if anything, and not throwing other people under the bus, but because I feel like I'm being pushed into the wall a little bit, of, of, of the group that of the group around me, I think I'm probably the most sensitive to that everyone's got a bunch of other stuff to do. Certainly, you know, I'm not making comments about that. And I, I, you never hear me talking about, uh, uh, what's, what's, what's Tyler doing? Is he just cooking something and picking up? something for Dan at his house or, you know, petting the dog. You know, he's got another real busy day for Tyler. And new comments like this are made, and I, I would never even entertain that or even think of saying things like that. So I, I'll, I'll take this moment and apologize if I ever come across, like, I think that what we're doing is somehow more important or that what's going on in the back, that everyone's just kicking back playing cards and, uh, and hanging out and they don't have legitimate uh, responsibilities. So, you know, for me, it's just trying to delegate some things um, at times, especially when I'm up against it with guests, if I can have an article printed or some questions written for a guest. It's never meant to be like, well, they're just sitting around waiting for me to ask them to do something. So, and, and if that's ever crossed anybody's mind, then that's not at all how I'm meant to be. Maybe I need to word things better and rephrase things so it doesn't come across that way. Cause that's the, the last thing I would ever want to do. I know everyone's very busy and is up against deadlines. I'm speaking for myself, but I think I could speak for you guys as well. I don't think we ever see it as something that you're doing like with bad intent. It's just who you are, and those little quirks about you are something that we find interesting. And I was like, why is he doing that? Or why is it being communicated that way? But I don't think, I mean, you guys can chime in if you want. I don't think there's ever a point where you're like, well, damn, Todd's being not a nice guy for uh, you know acting this way or directing this towards me. Marv? First of all, <laughs> this has been... Enlightening. To say the least, like, this has been an adventure. So... <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Second of all, all Tyler does is pet the dog. That's all he does. So he can print out all the papers. But Mario and Eric do bring up a good point. Like, you don't do it with malicious intent, but there's, like, the sound, and, you know, you guys want, you know, some new sound that comes in, and, like, you ask for something that's not, like, the easiest thing to get. Fritzy is, like, the world's nicest guy. He is. He really And is. he comes through, and he cares about it. He's always... Please and thank you and booyah. And he asked he asked about your own personal things where, you, you know. He does. Says, and hey, you did a great job this week. You he did, does. Yeah. And he says, thanks, M. He does. And I'm, I'm starting to go by M. For Father's Day, I told my son, call me M. Please. That's it from now on. <laughs> so thank you, Todd, for this podcast. And just thank you for being you. But I do think it is one of those like. Man, does he not know? Like, it's getting a little hectic back here. And sometimes there's like a fire. Because Eric saw me and Eric was like, man, are you all right? And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, man, I'm just trying to find this thing to print out. 
you know, Fritzy asked me to uh, get the top 40 QBs and all I see is 40 videos. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work. But good looking out to Jack, the intern who came through. Fritzy came through. And luckily, like if we're like a little bit too hectic back there, Fritzy's always like never the one to throw you under the bus. Yeah, man. We love Fritzy. Yeah, we do. We do. And that's why we've brought him on so many times. Not that we don't love everybody else, but you do have a special place in our hearts, just given the different interactions we have throughout the day. And never, they're never really bad. They're always just interesting. Like, why is Todd asking that, Eric? I, one other little idiosyncrasy that how your <laughs> world affects my world. While we're here. Yeah, while we're here. Oh, I've got you here. Whenever on Sunday afternoon, the first Todd email comes out updating, it's like, that's the end of my weekend. Like, so if you could delay that as much as possible for all the backroom guys, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's important for others, but for in the back, I'm like, all right, here we go. And not like, look, we have a great job and don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't look forward to coming to work and like, I'm very, we're all very blessed. And we talk about that all the time. Marvin always says, be blessed. And we are blessed, but and just saying, like, as you're sitting there and you're, you know, having a cerveza or whatever Mario does on his weekend, um, you know. <laughs> um, anyways. I can relate to that in that right around 8, 8.30, maybe 9 a.m. the latest on Sunday. I'm officially, it might as well be Monday. I might as well start driving to work. So whatever you're experiencing anxiety-wise, or it's, I guess it's the official end of the weekend that I got the first updating guest list, you know, multiply that by whatever number that early that morning, or maybe even starting Saturday night, I'm already getting angst because we don't have any guests from Monday, and I'm starting to do work things, and I got my laptop out, and I should be enjoying my Saturday night and sleeping in and deciding if I'm going to go for a walk or go on a boat ride or whatever. You guys go, go golfing. <laughs> No, you, you don't guys, have to go on the boat. Whatever you, you guys the dock, do, whatever you guys do on Sunday. <laughs> but for me, and even back in when I was in school, I, Sunday was basically like I, I basically feel like I have one weekend day because once it's 10 a.m. Sunday, especially if I don't have any guests yet for Monday, it's pre-Monday. I, I experience all my Sundays, even back to when I was in junior high school and high school. I started stressing about the quiz or test or paper or whatever is going on for Monday. So I, 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 I wish I can trade from a mental health standpoint that oh crap, the updating guest list. I guess it's pretty much. Monday already, Sunday afternoon. But for me, if once it's Saturday night live goes on, I feel like it's Monday. <laughs> and that's a horrible way to experience the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's not even only, like, I understand that the updating thing is probably important because the guys, you have to prep, the guys have to prep, and the earlier we get them, the better. The one that really gets me, scoreboard update. <laughs> uh, on well, Sunday that, morning at eight AM. Yeah, but it's 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 not. There's, there's no work to be done. It's there in your inbox, and whenever you need it, whenever you're going to use it, or whatever. You know, I, I I know I can. It helps me that I can check the box so that I don't get a note in the middle of the show Monday saying you know scoreboard, and then I got to go find it and go because oh, you have to graphics have to be built and the, the scoreboard numbers have to be put up on the board. This way, I send it out and at your leisure, just sitting there quietly, not bothering anybody in your inbox, <laughs> not meant to ruin your weekend. And then you'll, you know, and then it's there. So when you need it on Monday, you have it. I know I sent it out. So it's not one more thing that I got to worry about remembering to do, send out the scoreboard for that day show. And I think it's, I think it's a win-win situation for it, but I could totally relate to, oh, updating means weekend over because that's me at like midnight Saturday night, every Saturday night. I understand. And just you explaining it like that makes it a little bit uh, easier to understand because as somebody who often forgets to do things. You know, I think sending it out right beforehand and not, or sending it out as early as you can, all right, I did it. Don't say I didn't do it, no matter if it was yesterday or two days ago. So but, I do understand 
Now that you put it that way. But you guys know me long enough also. Do you really think I would do anything malicious or to give anybody extra stress or agita or put more on their plate or to come across like I'm insensitive to everybody's responsibilities of things that they have to get done, which may be far more important and take priority over, um, you know, an article that I was hope to get help printed or, you know, some quest after anything I do, I'm hoping I'm you know, delegating certain things properly after 19, 20 years working on the show that sometimes you feel like, you know, I got to get to this, especially where's the guest where's the guest and i need to be able to you know you know call upon other people to help out with certain things knowing that they have other things to do that are already on their plate but i if i knew that that caused such you know ugh, my weekend is over because i sent that email you know i didn't send an email saying uh oh, you hear what happened to your cousin in the uh, in the boat accident and that's something maybe you don't, you don't send and ruin somebody's weekend it's just a really you know it's just something that's sitting there not bothering anybody and then you'll get to it when you get to it but you know I don't want to ever write anything or do anything or passive aggressively say or do anything that's going to make anyone feel uncomfortable or that I don't appreciate what's on their plate or to have them not be relaxed enjoying the rest of their second half of their weekend that's that would I'd feel horrible and it sounds like there's some of that going on and I don't want that well, Todd, I don't think we want to uh, make you like self-conscious or anything. Just questions that we had, not necessarily anything that you have to change or anything. We don't want you like just ruining your whole weekend. And, and I tirelessly worry, maybe to a fault, and I guess I'm still not doing a good enough job. Is like uh, before I send a note or an instant message or an email, whatever, I reread it and I pretend to be the, the person on the receiving end of that to make sure there's nothing remotely offensive or insensitive about it and not to hear that there's still something that sounds like I'm being passive aggressive or I feel like the other person doesn't have any, that doesn't have their own work to do beyond what I'm asking. That's terrible because I, I, I really do try carefully to make sure every word that I type or put down is, you know, is not done in a way that's going to upset anybody. I don't know. Eric? I know we're running a little late here, Todd, but um, one thing you could do, and I think it's a really small ask, stop giving content in the subject of an email. Yes. Just say, yeah, you could just say like, hey, Eric, in the subject of the email, and then whatever needs to happen. Let me explain why. When you see it on your phone, you can only see like 30 characters. So when you write a limerick in the... (laughs) Subject line. But what happens when you open when you open it? Don't won't you? No, you, still you can't won't see, see it. No, because Paul has asked me that many times, yes. and because he's asked me that, I intentionally continue to do that. <laughs> well, but, but I don't want to. I, I, I don't want to mess. I don't want to mess you guys up. But like whenever I throw out a guest idea by email, he always sends me the same thing: meeting, wait for the meeting, or meeting tomorrow, meeting tomorrow. And I've never stopped still sending out email guest ideas, knowing the response is going to be wait for the meeting, because I'm hoping that somehow Dan or Patrick or Andrew or someone will see that I have to. Work work ahead and I can't always wait till the next day to you know book things or look into things or respond to somebody that's pitching someone and it can't always doesn't always have to be I feel like we always have to be on top of each other like we're making some decision that's going to affect diplomacy with Russia or something like that do we want this columnist on on Wednesday I don't know why that's such a big thing that has to wait till an in-person chat but uh, anyway that's uh you know these are all things that I have to uh, you know I'll talk to my therapist and adjust my meds and we'll get there (laughs) Todd, this has been an adventure. Uh, it's been enlightening. It's been uh, everything we could have wished for in a twelve fifteen episode. So thank you for joining us today. I can't promise you, but this the single line thing. I've, I've done that for so long, by the way, that when uh, T- Mike Tarico would fill in for Dan at ESPN Radio, he, he, he called me SL Fritz, which I didn't know what that was. And SL Fritz is single line Fritz because all my email communication was trying to see if I can just, without having them to have to open it and read the copy, can I somehow get my message across all on the subject line? He called all me right. SL Fritz. Well, that's all we have for the twelve fifteen club this week. <laughs> 
for Eric the Big German, Dylan the Graphics Guy, Marvin the Prince, Todd Fritz. I thank you for joining us. Are- I feel terrible. My weekend's like ruined. Like that you guys don't like me anymore, and I'm not sensitive to everybody's responsibilities. I'm I'm ruining weekends with updated. Todd, we're running out of time. Single the, the line on the subject. Todd, we-, we will catch you next week. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you, Todd. We love you, Todd. Have a good weekend, everyone.